0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Yeah, Mm. you fucking onion head bass, motherfucker. Let's go, motherfucker, huh? Stupid motherfuckers, let's rhyme, man. Teach y'all how to rhyme. Yeah, felonious mom. Life with your
1: uh, to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick.
0: I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. I hope we, I thought we were gonna do that in like three part harmony, like um, a little Boys, barbershop. Men. Mm. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't oh. think I'm
0: capable. Tom, no, uh, yeah. All right, <sighs> yo,
2: let's just do sponsors real quick. Let's thank go. you too, thank you too to Live a Lie. Oh, come on. Run for cover records. Oh, the boys. I Close Casket Activities.
1: Ugh, big respect.
2: Death Wish, Inc. Uh,
1: you know, what can be said?
2: Uh, Closed Casket Activities. Go to closedcasketactivities.com. Tom, they have a new little reissue out there.
0: Yes, for the first time in about a year, the Judiciary Surface Noise LP is available on Lovely yeah. Vinyl. They, there's two pressings. Uh, well, not second pressing. Two um versions this uh yellow and red mix with orange splatter mm-hmm. and metallic silver and black mix with a white splatter. Can I make a comment? You may. Of course. That I did not tell you guys about before we when we did our 30 seconds of pre-production. Oh,
1: this yes. is uh what do they call it? He's going to sandbag
0: me with uh I'm going to be blinded. That's it. I I'm, I'm going to do uh, uh what's, what's that movie? Go out to your window and yell like um broadcast or whatever Broad, the movie. Uh, yes. Uh, <coughs> It's not broadcast, is it? No, it's a uh, network. Network, network. As a, someone who's colorblind, splatter looks like shit. Well, well no. <laughs> sometimes I have trouble. Like, so when I'm trying to like enter, like I use Discogs, so I know exactly what I have. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sometimes trying to figure out which version I have, not that easy. Tom, I had and the ba- and the labels don't put any kind of indication what you have. Oh, I did so not you know. like the sticker
2: that says that, right?
0: I would prefer that. Like, this is literally like I came to the realization the other week. The only like the only reason why I would probably enjoy a partner is to help me throw out heavy stuff and to help me tell tell me what color things are. <laughs> and I think I I sit there when I buy a new record. I'm like, I should just enter this in. So you know, I just keep a running tally of everything. Of course, and I'm course. like. Is this bone? Is this white? Is this <laughs> piss yellow? I was like, I have no fucking idea. Right. And I would it, like to, if it's not, if it's not that much of a, a financial burden, if I could ask our friends at the labels, maybe put a sticker. Sticker's mm-hmm. good. Because that was a thing so, at one point, right? Couldn't it? Wouldn't it I say like, like? Yes. Yeah, and it's but I just find it, it, it very difficult, and I don't know if maybe I'm the only weirdo. Um, but the the second press, uh, they did a they revamped the LP jacket, uh, mm. new color scheme and UV spot varnish, which mm. uh,
2: spot varnish that's the thing beautiful. we love. It's we love spot varnish. It makes it um,
0: look kind of has pop.
2: that yeah that 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 matte glossy feel, uh, oh, metallic it. silver and black, and then the red and yellow mix with orange splatter. See those uh, I both can both differentiate. The yeah, yeah. Th- they look different enough. Um, so, shout out to Judiciary. Go get this record, activities.com. Also, uh, go check out the uh, Living Weapon 7 inch, which is one of the fellas from Vane doing Jonathan. something that, Jonathan, uh, doing Baseball something Greger. that would make sense to most fans of Vane and also is heavier and maybe crazier sounding. Has kind of a converge, old converge feel to me, maybe. Um, so check that record out. I think it's called... Is it called Paradise? Uh, I don't know. It, the The Living Weapon 7-inch that's available through closed casket. It was called Paradise. There we go. Uh, next up, Deathwish Inc. Deathwish Inc. com. Mm-hmm. Guys, did you know... Did you know Deathwish Inc. is moving... They're moving... Moving wow. locations, moving sale. Um, so they have been selling... Th- to help uh finance the move and you know just make things easier when you move y'all you you alluded to this having the the benefits of a partner moving heavy things i've moved cross country with a record collection it makes you go why why am i owning these things
0: i mean denser to than me. a black hole it's awful
2: yeah right 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 yeah and so to that end Deathwish has decided to open their vaults, help unload some of their good stuff, some of their high-quality items, including many, many test presses. Um, So go to deathwishing.com. There's some links that get you right over to their eBay page. Um, Test presses on everything from Bitter End to American Nightmare, Blacklisted, Code Orange, Cold Cave, Converge self-defense family (laughs) which by the way uh trey posted
1: because he he texted me but our time differences whatever and i didn't pay attention so like Mm. he was asking hey do you want any of these test presses before i sell them and uh i sorry trey i did i did not respond it was just time different things different thing and the uh (laughs) <laughs> then he posted it on Instagram I reposted mm. it which was hey if if you are a, or if someone you love played on a self defense record please you know just contact us if you want uh, and I had a bunch of people hit me and say I'll take one and I said just pretend you know what I mean just just write them and say I played on a self defense record
2: I'll take one I I what responded <laughs> I responded I'm supposed to get a test press of these because what Patrick might not know is that in the between time of end of the year, soon to be self-defense family uh, signing to Death Wish, in the between time, I, I helped sell try on it, make sure he felt comfortable with it, kind of didn't push Patrick in front of a bus and go, no, man, super hard to work with. And part of those agreements were like, yo, if you sign this band, you got to give me a test press of every one of these records. And Trey said, all right, of course, no problem. Do you know how many test presses I've gotten, guys?
1: Up to this point? Zero. Yeah, I'm going with a zero.
2: Zero. I know. It's time what, for him to make good. What's up?
1: Honor the, honor the, the contract, <sighs> the pact.
2: Honor the pact. All right. Uh, so go get the Death Wish, Inc. vault items. Um, And also, Death Wish... Inc. recording artists, Greet Death, are doing a tour starting in July supporting the band Foxing. Um Foxing kind of in that emo punkish scene, pretty well respected from our knowledge. Um, yeah,
1: so so let's just be f- fair. This is none of our scenes necessarily. Like I w I don't Mm-mm. I only know that Foxing is it, to my understanding, they're they were one of the respected emo bands of that uh, kind of the world is era, you know, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then they went away for a time. And now I think if I'm getting this right, when they come back, people are psyched as fuck. Every time they, they do uh, every time they do a new record, every time they do tours, people are like, Oh, that band that is like the meaningful band. Uh, I will attend that.
2: So <clears throat> yes, good, g- good dates. I'm sure. Good dates. Go check out great death. If you haven't heard the records, peep them as soon as you can, DeathWishing.com. Let them know we sent you. Guys, how we doing? How we feeling? Good. Thank you. We're uh, good. I, I, uh,
1: I gonna, mm. we're gonna talk about a bunch of hardcore. I got a lot of a lot of questions, to be honest. Uh oh,
0: I love <laughs> questions. But there Just is put in uh, a bid on a test press. We're good. Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> Hopefully I win the uh, guiltiest charged bitter end test press. But yeah. Oh, I hope you do This is the first time I've used eBay in no exaggeration, probably 15 years. Damn, love it! I love don't it. use it because it was too dangerous. <laughs> it's yo, know, uh,
2: yeah. You can fall down any variety of holes on eBay. There's a lot of
0: stuff there. Yeah, and you go. You know what I'd like? Oh, they have it. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's terrible.
1: Five dollars uh, uh, less than my bank account now. Um, so I have two things to say. Firstly, um, I went to so. This is a a personal thing. I don't know if he'd appreciate Mm. me sharing it, but I had a conversation with my father where he's 79 years old and he got uh, weirdly uh, maudlin and and, Mm. and sad because he, it occurred to him that his folks split up when he was young and it occurred Mm. to him that he had zero memory in his life of, the entire family being in one place. So his mother and his father and him and his brother ever being right. in the same place really. And, uh, it, it, like no, like, uh, they drove to this town in Vermont and he has a memory of it, none of that. Right.
2: Yeah. None of those family memories. Yeah.
1: And he was really sad about it. And, uh, he's not like a, I don't know how to describe this. He, he he's, uh, he, he's got a direct way of expressing himself that, uh, it, it wasn't a literary conceit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he wasn't sure, trying to take yeah. me on a journey. He was just expressing that it made him sad. And it, it, I reflected on it made me sad. Uh, so I was, uh, you know, I, uh, uh my girlfriend who I intend uh, to be with, uh, long-term marriage, all that mm. stuff is, uh, her, her son. I was like, oh, I should focus on trying to, uh, not just be a good stepdad, but like kind of, mm. uh establishing it. so whatever all this is yeah. to, this is to say uh i was like yo let's go out and play some disc golf because <laughs> that's my idea of being a good stepdad and
2: it's a good thing uh,
1: and uh i forgot disc golf is really fun <laughs> really fun really fun I hadn't done it in, like 15 years and I, I was like oh this is and by the way i went to uh, a guy's house who uh does uh, disc golf uh, mail order uh mm. it is it is weirdly fun i get Like, I don't collect vinyl, but I understand the appeal of something that is just, like, an attractive artifact.
2: Just looks Uh, cool, yes. Yeah, just looks
1: cool. Exactly right. Yep.
2: Yo. Oh, I mean, if you want to get into the real vinyl nerd conversation, like, so there's people who are crazy about it and scarcity and this and that, but my friends who are super into it i think they they know i'm into it but not like it's not if my record collection burned up in fire it's okay it's not the biggest it's not the end of the world to me i'm not i'm not i don't have a firebox maybe i should but i don't i don't but you know where i get them is i'm like yo you know what i like just records that look cool cool. and then you can get them going and they're like yeah me too (laughs) because yeah. <laughs> it's okay. it's it's just this weird visceral thing it can look really cool, and like the variations and like, oh, there's only twelve of these that have this like smoke pattern, but it's like, yeah, but does it look cool? and it's like, yeah, it kind of looks cool, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, that's awesome um are you are you thinking of the discs
1: Patrick' I'm thinking the discs when you see discs them, are so
2: cool looking they're so cool
1: s- when you see them in somebody, like you know he, he's a guy who has a he has another career. But he his family is kind of like well respected in the disc golf game. So he does Mailord. And he's like, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically in the last year, disc golf has gotten bigger than it had in the previous 15. So now this thing that I started as like a, you know, a little extra money and keeps mm-hmm. me in contact with the thing I really like doing. Now it's like a full-time job. But going into essentially a disc warehouse. And seeing all these dumb pieces of plastic that I should
0: yeah the rainbow yeah
1: I should just be like yo we don't need these on planet Earth this is you know this is never gonna uh, uh, gonna gonna
0: kill a turtle in twenty years
1: right but to be honest these stupid pieces of plastic look really fucking cool and and, uh, really fucking fun thing to do Uh, for those of you you that are
2: bang the chain everybody
1: yeah looking for (laughs) if you're looking for something to do that is. low impact but gets you out of the house and uh, you don't feel like uh, paying for uh, uh, to actually go golfing uh th- this would be a nice thing to do
2: if you have a, and you, you would know. be su- you be surprised how many disc golf courses there are and how close there yes. is to one to you that's a fact i, I promise you i promise tom there's four within 20 minutes of my house really yeah.
0: I feel <laughs> like two that are really good. a new phenomenon because that, you know, that comedian, Bert Kreischer?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I,
1: I actually saw, I so Tom, I'm going to jump on because th- there's a funny thing that I saw and then I'll let you finish. I saw what you're referring to. Tom's going to say he so saw him. Burt Kreischer has been talking about this a lot. It's a thing that he right. really enjoys on tour.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> on
1: tour. And then he went on Rogan and talked about it, which pe- the, and so I'm always curious about how people receive hype. So I actually mm. went to the disc golf uh Reddit to see if people mm. enjoyed the their sport getting the biggest like visibility that it's had in decades or not. They mostly do, and then predictably, there's some who do not. <laughs> but uh here's uh, last because in
0: times are going to get thrown off.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. But uh did you fellows know there are now at least two gentlemen making millions of dollars off of disc golf? No, that's cool.
0: Are you one oh, of them? Wow.
1: No, I am not and I
0: Did you don't did you do you get in on the ground floor?
1: No, d- these fellas are so good it's creepy. It's like the, they look like they're Oh, just, you
0: mean like the athletes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro tour, athletes, yeah. So the athletes uh, they get, okay. Sorry, everybody. I had a long conversation with a professional disc golf seller the other day. So
0: now, so now Pat I, is just giddy. He just yeah. can't believe his life. it.
1: Well, you know what I like to do? I like to share, like if I came on this podcast and said, Hey guys, I read a book. It, like I do this to my poor fucking girlfriend all the time. Uh, and then I give all the details. I'm going to keep this really short. I mm-hmm. go to this uh, guy's house. We end up talking about disc golf. I haven't played in like, again, a decade. And yes. th- the, uh, uh he's explaining how big the sport has gotten since then occasionally it'll end up on like you know ESPN7 or whatever but like the the uh uh an interesting part of it is uh the there as more companies showed up the old companies had to do more to compete and there was an arms race to get any credible pro under your uh sponsorship so the money went through the roof and now there are dudes who make over a million dollars
2: throwing discs. How nice Who are we talking about? Paul Macbeth? I think one guy's name is Drew. Is that right? Look it up. I don't okay. Know. I don't know. I'll uh, look it up. Be- um, shout out to disc golf. Everybody go do it. Um, Patrick, uh, in more interesting uh, living in Australia <laughs> news. Wow. <laughs> go on. It's just trying to Mark. find, you know. Um, you went to a show. I did. I attended, first first Australian show. Oh yes, yes. Uh, and neither of your bands played there yet. I have you.
1: Uh, I've played Australia. I have not played. Okay,
2: both. Perth. Um, okay, there you go.
1: So, uh, yes, I attended. Uh, Speed was the headliner. Uh, the others uh, uh, direct support uh, in the uh, two of four, There was uh, the chain, and opening was Pinwheel. And uh, this hmm. will be. Uh, this will be my pit report, if I can, on on the Perth scene. This was a big show for Perth, so uh, y- you had uh, a lot of different types of people. You know, uh, speed is a big deal over here right now. If if mm. our listeners haven't checked out speed, as I really hadn't until the week leading up to the show, <clears throat> it's it's totally worth your time. The immediate comparison people are going to make is TUI, uh, and for good reason. There's a lot of that in the DNA, uh, but it is uh, it's this is going to sound crazy. It's actually to my ear, quite a bit heavier than trapped under eyes. Mm. Uh, Okay. So like, if you took the heaviest trapped under eyes songs, uh, that would be, that would be in the vein of what they do. Right. But where you're going to see very, uh, strong comparisons or very strong points of uh, comparison is they do what, so a topic that is maybe its own fucking episode is, distilling a band down to the things that are really special about that band. And Mm. for trapped under ice, those songs are fucking great. There's no denying that. And they wouldn't have had the, the uh, kind of recognition that they did, if not for the fact that the songs are great, but you can't deny that the swagger was a huge, huge aspect of the whole thing. And yes, speeds got the swagger. We're talking about, Trading trading instruments during the middle of the set, uh, you know, doing like doing full arm flexes during the middle of songs, (laughs) Uh, uh, you know, like the 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 whole thing is just swagger, high on swagger, and uh, Mm -hmm. it really uh, multiple songs have the band's name in them. Can you ever go wrong with that? Mm, love you know that. What I mean? no. <laughs> like, You can't I mean, go wrong. I
0: made a career off it. It was great. That's
1: what I'm saying. It's fucking dope.
0: So anyway. Beautiful. So oh, did VOD. That's
1: true. Uh, so they were they were uh, excellent. But, uh, uh, well, let me go in ascending <clears throat> order. Uh, Pinwheel opened the show. I'm going to recommend to our listeners that they check this band out.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. I like the name. See, do you? Uh, this is rough. The only advice I gave them was like the, the name sucks. Um, the, the well it depends on their sound I mean here's the thing to me Pinwheel let me uh, p- Tom before we know anything about what the band sounds like band name is Pinwheel what does it sound like
0: I'm saying 90s emo
2: yeah like like but I'd say I'd say maybe maybe a little more, yeah yeah I'd say maybe somewhere in the title fight range but yeah that's where I When I hear the word yeah. Pinwheel okay. yeah exactly you,
1: you're not entirely wrong but it, it, I found it more interesting than it, it, here's what I'll say there was songs where I could not tell if they were an alternative rock act that was just really steeped in post-hardcore or a post-hardcore act that just had real alt-rock leanings. Uh, They had several songs that bordered on just straight kind of uh, 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 Renee heartfelt.
2: Post-hardcore-ish, but but, but on the heavy emo side.
1: Yes, like like on the heavier emo sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, I, I bet that a lot of our listeners would be right in the pocket for this. Uh, mm. So uh, everybody should check out pinwheel and then uh, uh, the chain chain was so interesting because it was an example of presentation dictating what I'm, what I'm hearing. And what I mean by mm. that is I asked somebody, Oh, what's the chain about? And they said, heavy hardcore. And, and, They're not. They're not wrong, but check this out. Tell me if this has ever happened to you. It it starts and it. I'm like, okay, maybe this is like brace war, something like that, you know. And then, but the singer is wearing a. uh, uh, Forget. I think he was wearing like a like a like a a Swedish hardcore shirt. No, no, uh, Mm -hmm. Talitar. Uh, Okay. And and, uh, and the PA is blown out. Like way overdriven pa. That's just like it, it's it, the pa was not appropriate for the show, and so I'm now watching this going brace war, and then I'm going mm, mm, no, uh, European hardcore. Um,
2: uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> because the presentation because the presentation plus uh, sound equals you know like yo, there's a lot of bands on the heavy hardcore side. If you gave them full blown out distortion. Ripped guitars and made the vocals sound. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to. It's uh, a different thing. So, so, yes. So I found it really fascinating from that angle.
1: It was just uh, on its own merits. It was good because it was heavy, hardcore. And then, uh, with very, very subtle rock riffing, you know what I mean? So you couldn't call it like rock and hardcore at all. It's heavy, hardcore, but you were given enough, uh, personality, that it, you can't just call it heavy hardcore. Does that make sense? All right. So With uh, it. So that was good. Uh, and then the others played, uh, and the others was, help me out so I don't sound disrespectful. Give me the band f- from Europe that's been playing for an awfully long time. I put them in the same category as, uh, uh, like, Down to Nothing sort of, sort of music. Well, um, oh, um,
0: no turning back.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: Yes, perfect. So, Thank you, Tom.
1: So, this had to to me very no turning back energy in the respect that it's like high energy about how much we love hardcore, like l- like everybody look out for each other, sort of positive. It reminded me of kind of like uh, I mean, to my personal to my preferences, it took what down to nothing does and kind of uh, it had more elements that I like because there was quite a few like proper like almost motorhead parts snuck into this like <laughs> so, so, all, right. I I, all re- right I I really enjoyed that and but here's what i enjoyed most about it they've been a band for a long time is my understanding they sounded like a band that has been around for a long time they fucking nailed Like when I say they nailed their parts, that sounds like the faintest of praise. What I mean. No, but they were
2: good. They, 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 they did what they do. And it was like clear that this wasn't like, Oh, let me figure out this song. It's like, no, 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 this is what we're doing. Yeah.
1: it, It was really properly like a band. Right. So, uh, that was cool. And then, uh, speed was just, speed was as advertised. It was lit as fuck, uh, about kind of like how much fun can be had, In a room, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and, and, uh, really, really just good energy. So that's all, that's the pit report for the bands. Uh, and the, the scene report, people were really fucking friendly and it had the energy. Somebody can write in and tell me if this is not accurate. Uh, it had the energy of people knowing each other for five years, 10 years, 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, so small scene, everybody there. And it was a great introduction for me to go to a show of that type, right? Like where some of the people that probably don't come out for very many shows came out to this one. So I saw like, kind of like, and it's also, I'm sure you, I'm sure you both have seen this a million times. It's one of those shows where since everybody came out, there's like a kid wearing like a technical death metal shirt at this speed show because it's hey there's a show it's a big show i'm going to the big show it's not the type of music i like i'm coming to the big show so it was like just a cool thing for me to check out for my first show in perth so shout out to uh, last ride uh, i apologize i guess somewhere in the mix i asked for two guest spots and then when i mm. I, I don't know why i did the, like I th- I meant a plus one and just I asked, in case I asked, sure. no, I, 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 meant, I asked for a plus one and somehow asked for, or no, I meant a plus one and somehow asked for a plus two. And then that's not a big deal to most people. When I, when somebody asks me for a plus two, uh, you better have a real fucking good justification for who that second person is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, why am I giving you a <laughs> Oh,
2: plus so you're bringing a party over. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. Oh,
1: it, how many bums do you know? you know what i mean i think the plus
2: two the plus two is the equivalent to like um hey uh can you know do you and your significant other want to come over for dinner Ah, absolutely hey actually you know my my brother is in town (laughs) is it is it all right he comes totally then it's like actually he's town with with his wife and their three kids and my my sister too and it's like Kill yeah, fuck the fuck the guy, yeah. Go, motherfucker! Go to just ground round. I'm nice not dinner. feeding your whole family. Come go on. To go to ground
1: round. Hold on, Tom. Are you playing Space Invaders? What? Is, what is this
0: noise? <laughs> Who is this? Oh, it's my phone vibrating. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're hearing it all constant. <laughs> Get Well, I'm sorry, I'm popular. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's all right. It's all good. All right. I, I mean, this it. pit report was as long as the show, so I, right, right, I can't right, tell right. else going on. I
1: just wanted to give a <laughs> shout out to Perth. I thought it was an, a nice introduction for me. Uh, but if if we want to tell the Perth community to fuck off, I guess that we could do that, Tom. If that's uh, you know, if that,
2: Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm I would never. I'm, I love Australia. I'm I love Australia. <laughs> I'm waiting. Uh, Tom, me and you got to. Keep ourselves in good graces with Australia and their people, because so we can uh, expat
0: as soon as possible. So that's what I'm saying. I'm sick as fucking place. I was just talking. to David Anthony he was telling me about the infest set that he saw last night at uh, uh Maryland Death Fest. That was all. Do you think it was better than the autopsy set? Uh, maybe better for most people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was gross, son. Bad doesn't know what we're talking to? about. Not a clue. Um, mm. So autopsy played metal uh, met death fest.
1: Let, let me offend everybody. I don't know because I don't have to pretend to like this type of music. Go on. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't like it
0: either. We're just all over I my know. fucking timeline. Yeah. No, I know.
1: It's just a lot of our listeners like this is shit that like gets pushed on me, and I'm like, wait a second, guy. I'm like,
0: no, it's it's tryhard. I'm yeah. grown. Um, yeah, I'm grown. Um, I, there there was a a, a a man and a woman that decided to engage in an, a sexual act in the middle of the pit
2: wow so dude got yeah. oral on a girl on the ground in the pit i was trying to, to be show. <laughs> I,
0: could have said
2: that that <laughs> I know but I was, you, I was letting you i was letting you i was letting you be be proper and then cleaning
0: it up for patrick so people, so real 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 bummed real bummed i mean I but know. then like the punk people that would like stuff like that were like you know, like, it like, check it out, bro. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it, it was... It was something to see. Yeah.
2: My one friend who attended Maryland Death Fest sent me a picture of the audience, and just... The only caption was, all of these people are mentally ill.
1: So. <laughs> Listen, it... it th- but that's kind of the deal, right? This is the only but, thing... And about- he said,
2: but I'm here, too. Right. So, you right. know... And, and this you is thing. Camp, yeah.
1: I... I I don't like that style of music, but one thing I do like about it is everybody that I meet that's like a, a proper fucking like deranged metalhead is a nice person that I always get on with. You know what I mean? So like I I am pained by the poserness, but but I everybody that really truly loves that shit I always think is like kind of charming. So I, I could hang at Maryland Death Fest.
0: Yeah, just a lot of brain injuries.
2: A lot of brain mm-hmm. no Shout out to Maryland Deathfest. RIP. Apparently, this is the last one. Oh, the last one.
0: All right. It's a big it's the deal. They would, yeah. Uh,
2: I yeah. heard the Enforce set was banging. So, shout out to uh, Enforce. Shout out to Infest. Shout out to Autopsy. Shout out to those lovely people who enjoyed their time. It's cool. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes,
2: you know. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> um, yo, you guys ready to do some 80s Mosh Madness? Let's do it. Um today's matchups. Today's listening for your ears. Blast, it's in my blood. And FU's my America. Mm-hmm. Then the other matchup, so to say, for lack of a better term. Verbal Abuse, just an American band, and MDC, Millions of Dead Cops. How a pro propo it. Um <laughs> yeah um Texas band uh, um yo uh before we get started overarching thoughts of the listening exercise this one was rough
0: i'm the opposite yeah? i rather enjoyed this
2: i thought it was very solid like in the most surprising uh well there but, was yeah one. you know what uh, there's a couple two of these records i forgot that i liked so much and um one just felt like rock solid, and the other, the one I know the most, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm well versed on this. But um, to me, this felt like a—is this almost meat and potatoes? Listen, uh, with a couple with a couple spicy parts. So, what were you going to say, PK? It's meat and potatoes
1: with the exception with one exception. You tell me which one, wh- wh- what bracket we're starting with, and I'll tell you if it's in that. But there's two records in here that are utter absolute classics that there's going to be certain people that are kind of almost half annoyed that they ended up in, in here. Right. Like they're, they're going to be a little annoyed because they're, to them, they're classics. To me, they are like properly eighties hardcore of the type that I don't revisit. So like we, we we can get into it, but, but uh, you tell me where we want to start because there's one record of these four that I was so fucking blown away by like, and it's my favorite thing that I don't know if it's my favorite thing that we listen to because I'm sure that there's I, we'd have to revisit everything, but like, it's going to go far for me. We'll see if it wins for okay, you guys. But good. It's going to go far me.
2: good. Good, Tom, you pick. Where are we starting? Blast in the FUs or verbal abuse and MDC? Let's
0: go verbal abuse and MDC.
2: All right. Verbal abuse, just an American band. Released in 1984. What's the label this came out on? Let me pull it up. Um, Oakland Band, uh, originally started in Texas, but they're a Bay Area band, on Fowl Records. Um, and MDC, Millions of Dead Cops, released in 82. 1982, nuts. this mm, record was. Totally nuts. On uh, R Radical Records, which think they've done a few other things they maybe did they do the offenders singles maybe they did a dri bgk i think they did an offender single too yep yep they did some of the offenders records so uh, largely uh, yep um dave dictor from mdc's label is our radical so self-released even um yo these two records were interesting to me not a million miles apart, but very different. And I almost feel that two-year difference in sound when I think about MDC and verbal abuse. Um, what was your level of familiarity, both of you, with verbal abuse before this listen?
0: Any? Very, very limited. Yeah, yeah limited. One of right? those, like, just like, uh, I got to listen to this because it's part of, like, the history. Yeah, Sure, sure, sure. And I never necessarily went back.
2: Mm-hmm. No, uh, Patrick? Same, exact same. Okay. And how about MDC?
0: More familiar with MDC.
2: Yeah. Um
0: lyrically I, and just yeah.
2: Yeah, I I would say I had a a little if I'm being real, I heard MDC first, but then I probably heard Verbal Abuse more, which is a weird thing to say, but it's all on timing. Verbal Abuse, this record kind of got a lot of shine in the early Aughts by the like '80s hardcore enthusiasts, right? And so it hit my radar more. Whereas millions MDC like this is millions of dead cops. It wasn't a starter punk record, but if you heard it early, it could be, and it kind of should be a starter hardcore record. I think Um, absolutely. But I always left it on the shelf. I never really revisited it. I don't know if I ever owned a copy of it. Whereas verbal abuse, once it started getting a lot of talk, there may have even been a reissue or something, or it became more easy to to get and uh, or it got bootlegged. But I, I had it and would listen to it with some regularity. Um, which is not to say it's better or more important. I don't. I actually don't think it is. Um, I was pretty excited. To have both of these and and to listen mdc stands out to me i think that record is really good um it feels very 82 because this is a a hardcore punk record that doesn't feel like it's overtly influenced by negative approach or minor threat or the boston scene it's kind of in the ether but it's like oh you heard black flag you heard you know what
0: i hear in this, stuff. I- go ahead that for MDC, mm-hmm. you know, like I always I think like there's so much stuff that we listen to that's like through a bad brains lens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I think this has some bad brains to it, but okay. something that I heard and I don't I it probably doesn't work out time wise, but mm-hmm. I hear a lot of minute men in it.
2: I could hear that or pulling from a similar well.
0: Like like, like the uh, Minutemen fire hose, like take the base for a walk kind of Mike Watt oh, kind of okay. stuff. And I don't know. That's how it struck me. It was like the <sighs> most of the four that was like the outlier in terms of stuff like that. Like to me, like the FUs and and verbal verbal abuse were very cut from cut from the very like very similar cloth.
1: Yes. Mm.
0: And MDC was kind of like outside that kind of purview just because it had like that weird sort of had some of the weird like kind of stops and starts that the bad brains always used. Like the like drum oh, okay. rolls yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. shreddy guitar thing. And I feel like there's a few songs on here that had like the Mike Watt Minutemen like baseline stuff. Bass heavy stuff.
2: Yo, I'm I'm not I think that's actually a good poll. Um I I, I actually I don't I wouldn't have cited Bad Brains, but I think you're right. If you listen to early Early bad brains, so roar tape, and even um, go to like black dots. This is faster, but like this is truly a hardcore punk record. Like yep. if somebody just wanted to say no, this is just a punk record. I'm not mad at you for saying that because it definitely leans more that way. Um, but it's got all the hardcore energy for me. This is plenty hardcore for me. Um, I was when impressed with how much it stands out. Eighty two. And I was impressed at how much it stood out. I think there is a lot of personality. I think Dave Dichter's vocals really good, and they aren't uh, pulled in. They, I don't think they go too far into like any kind of um, like like. There is a, a touch of snottiness, but not in an affected way. There is it's more in just like personality. Uh, so, so I I was surprised and. Reminded of how good this record is and how much it deserves the attention. I don't know that it gets a lot now. Like I don't know gets, if this is it something gets zero. It, 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 right? MDC no, it's has, just the name.
1: MDC has been virtually written out. I don't know why that is, but it's virtually written out.
0: And so, do you think they played too much? They did. Yeah. They they stuck I mean, around. You see them a couple years. I mean, you probably still see them now.
2: I think you can. So, yeah, they continued and they put out records. So. This comes out in 82. They put out a record in 86, 87, uh, some weird stuff in 89, 91, 93, 2004, like 2009, 2017, 2020. So like there's a 2020 MDC record. Yep. That's a mix of new songs and old songs redone. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, that's weird, man. Um, and it's folk world and country. Oh, weird, man. Millions of dead cowboys. Is this? Oh, is this just like a country record? Uh, like fo- Oh no, I don't even want to acknowledge this exists. Um. Th- yes. So, so this is another example of longevity, hurting a band. How many times have we hit this already? Doing eighties mat mosh madness, like a lot. Absolutely. It up. Wait, it can, this record think, rips. This record fucking rips.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, well uh, I want to say something to our listeners. Uh, I I think this record rips, but it to me, it doesn't rip until corporate death burger. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that if you just put this on, there's going to be a lot of people that go, oh, I know what this is, and turn it off. If you mm. listen through, you're going to be rewarded. There's some really clever stuff going on. I don't think you get it in the first two songs. You know what I mean? So uh, to our listeners who think, oh, let me just, yeah, I'll I'll give it a whirl. You got to. Let me two track this. You got, yeah, yeah. Go further than the two tracks because I I think that there's a couple things going on here. Uh, A lot of these records, everything that everything this week gets interesting even the stuff that I think is very by the numbers, which is unfair because mm. some of it's so early that it's not fair to call it by the numbers, but even, even the, by the numbers material, I think has some really interesting parts. Th- this record, I think you're rewarded, for uh, four set. And the other thing is this more than this might be why it's written out to a degree. This more than almost anything we've encountered is stuck in its time period forever because a song about McDonald's is mm-hmm. so fucking lost on somebody in 2022 that, that uh, referencing John Wayne is lost. Oh, on somebody I mean, so this is, this
2: is a 40 year old record, right? Yeah. Like straight up.
1: And it sounds like it, but, but here's the thing, uh, which minor threat record came out in 82. Like it, it, it doesn't, yeah. that doesn't sound stuck. Uh, uh, no, Bad brain doesn't true. sound stuck. Uh, this by virtue of the lyrics and look, this is like an interesting conversation. Should hardcore uh, age like wine or should it age like milk? Because if it, if it's a commentary on what's going on right at the time that the fucking shit is written, it's always going to age poorly. It's yeah, Yeah, that's the nature of it. Right? So if, if you want hardcore that is kind of Reagan era by nature, and mm-hmm. unafraid of that. Hey, you. Did you have any plans this year?
2: zero two zero-d dot com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.
1: This is a really good fucking record. But if you are if if you need to connect with what you're hearing, this might be lost on a lot of our listeners.
2: <sighs> Yo, you know what? I, I there there's a lot of that, this record that would be because it feels very of a time. However, on this listen through I was like, wow. 1982 no war, no KK, no fascist USA is the chorus to the third track on this record. Mm-hmm. Whether you feel like that or not, yo, that's literally something that was being chanted in the streets, like, <laughs> or a variant Five of weeks that. A week ago. Yep. Yes, correct. So there's some resonance, and it kind of like it when listening to this record, it brought me to that a conversation that used to happen, which was. Yo, do we need any more like anti-racist songs? Like, aren't we beyond that? Do you guys remember those conversations? Oh yeah. Where's oh, like yeah. do we need to write like an anti-Nazi song? Um I don't know that anyone's saying that now. Um But no, I That's largely agree. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: That's a good point actually. Like th- the built-in ironies of <laughs> of these things you know what i mean is <laughs> to be like oh god we're doing one of these again and then and yeah. then uh, you know uh, time
2: uh, there we are <laughs> yeah, t- 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 time, time smacks e- you in the ass um, time echoes yeah so that is uh this is a record that is lyrically has a lot of in the moment but i also you said it it's clever there's some neat stuff going on here um and I think this was more important than people recognize because much like DRI in our last Mosh Madness, this was a, like, a lot of people had this record and this was a big record. The imagery alone and the title being Millions of Dead Cops sang to people even in the 80s. <laughs> um there's this sh- sh- shocking energy to it, a starkness to it. But then you listen to the music and it's not just like poop punk. It's it's good. Um, so I think that we actually end up hearing this in a lot. And I, I when I listened to this record, I was thinking about how this band and Reagan Youth have always kind of been on this weird island to me. And, sure. and not that those two bands are the same, but I always kind of put them there. And when I was listening to this record, I was like, you know what? I hear this in certain New York hardcore that would come a little later. Like I actually hear some of the personality and energy from this And that bad brains comparison was interesting. Cause cause like, I think the bad brains were super influential on New York hardcore, but they weren't able to necessarily pull it off because nobody's got a voice like HR. And then that might be the least competent part of the bad brains. You know what sure. I mean? In terms of their ability to do stuff, but MDC's attainable And I think that they had a bigger influence on hardcore and punk than, than a lot of people are willing to acknowledge, despite the fact that they're kind of this different strain, like, like, yo, minor threat and discord have a sound negative approach. That Midwest sound has a sound. Boston has a sound like the, the the X claim stuff. This is none of those things, but it is a peer to those things. It's happening at the same time. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is, this was one that on listen, I was like, oh, I really got to give this more time and attention. Like this deserves to be in, you know, I'm not going to be listening to it weekly, but like this should be in the classic hardcore rotation.
1: Yes. Uh, I don't know how I'm often, I mean, I, I would cut this down to fucking five tracks, but that's still pretty impressive. So uh, I think that it's, again, it's just a little... S- a little caught in in amber but it, for a lot mm. of our listeners that might be a totally fascinating historical document so this, people should check it out on a couple levels
2: verbal abuse just an american band so this record to me i said it's a, it feels 84 this to me feels very post post negative approach uh, they probably are aware of Poison Idea, aware of Discord and Minor Threat. It's chunky, it's fast, hardcore, but in in uh, a more familiar way than say MDC. In terms of like, oh, I know a lot of these sounds.
1: Yeah, it's almost it's almost too straightforward at times. Uh, like I don't want to I don't want to low rate it, but it's it's like. If I believe that this is what many of our listeners who don't listen to 80s hardcore think of when they hear the term
0: 80s hardcore. And they're not wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's just I mean it's weird though because this is like how could you be mad at them for being stale when they wrote that's what I'm saying part of the book. That's what that's the thing.
1: That's why I'm not trying to low rate this at all. Like it, it it is uh I enjoyed it. Uh I thought it was more manic than I like my memory of this was not quite as manic. Like it's, it's manic. It's, it's a pretty, it's, it's a really fun record, but I just, I, I, in the same way that there's no way to look at MDC through the eyes of 1982. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no way for me to do that. There is no way for me to, to hear this record and not think, wow, wow, that is so fucking the it's it's the archetype without being the recognized archetype meaning meaning that it's just a uh, it's yes, possible it. it's possible to feel rote do you know what I mean and it's unfair so,
2: yes despite this being super competent having some songs that I think are really good um, I actually think it hits this like great i think the first song's great and then i think there's a groove from the third third fourth fifth sixth song are really really good um man so i I really i think the first half of the record's really good um this is where you start to see hardcore is now a genre like and there's a sound and there's a codification of that sound a bit this is at the high end of it it's charging it's pushing forward it's almost like Nonstop. They get playful at the end with you know the American band song or whatever. uh,
1: How weird is it? Is this week's listen for for the for this?
2: Did we get two of those? Yes. Yes. Very very odd. Um, So this band uh, just kind of put it out there. They're in San Francisco by this point or Oakland. I'm sorry, not San Francisco. I should say Oakland. Um, Oakland or San Francisco, whatever. They're in the Bay. This is decidedly not like alternative tentacles bay area punk stuff and if you listen to a lot of things going on that was like infectious this is influenced by midwest and east coast hardcore but on the west coast and i think that's notable too um because it's sort of like well how do you quantify these things like who has this been like appear to locally and there's some stuff but not a lot. Like I, I place them closer to Poison Idea than I do Alternative Tentacle stuff. And there's a few elements where you can tell this guy likes to play guitar, not as much as the bands on the other side of the bracket here. Um, but uh, but like I, I think there's a few rock elements. But largely, this is just when you hear someone say, "This is just a really good '80s hardcore record." This is it, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. But if you're coming looking for like a something that stands outside of it. I don't know if you're gonna get it here. I think this is just like this is Tom, name me a pitcher. This is David Cohn, right? Like David Cohn was a great pitcher.
0: Yeah. I think had he his threw a couple
2: through through a few no pit no hitters maybe um but yeah, always was really Jack s- and his
0: queen in the uh, bullpen
2: <laughs> but I mean, whatever. hey that's <laughs> verbal abuse Part is the, the David verbal abuse is David Cohn of eighties hardcore he was great he was never doc he was never Dwight Gooden but he was never nineteen ninety Dwight Gooden either
0: right so yeah I think this is like incredibly good standard midnight mid eighties hardcore. Like I'm, yeah. I, I was actually more more impressed with this than I was expecting to be. Yeah, I, I
2: think this is really good, and the notable part of it is that this had a moment where it became kind of part of the canon, and I think it gets referenced in the American har, America's har, American Hardcore book. They sure. talk about verbal abuse, but I don't, th- I don't think this was a band who got a ton of note before that. Because they were never on one of the big labels till much later. Never. You know what I mean? And so Verbal
0: Assault kind of doesn't yes. help. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. Confusion so in the a, marketplace for a lot of folks.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly right. And two bands that couldn't be more different. Verbal Assault. Right, right. Late, mid, late 80s, Melodic to, you know, Fast, uh, Rhode Island. Right. hardcore. I'm saying band. just a name. I think it oh, fucked 100%. To- it fucked me up for a long time as a young dude. So, uh, so, um, verbal abuse this is a really good record any who is this for in
0: 2022
1: Uh, restraining order yeah it's Mm. it's the easiest pick it's exactly right it's that's exactly right if you are in the pocket for that type of like you know you 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 know what you're getting but it's also so fucking good at what it is that if that's what thrills you this is a hundred percent for you and here's uh,
0: my question though, yeah, how many people are that are like that? I feel like it's almost like restraining order, the fight, like c four like there's very <sighs> few like I feel like in burn, hardcore like they, those dance. bands cross over and do great with everybody, but they don't almost have their own lane, like you'll see like you know restraining order will play with like you know, a more metallic hardcore bands and same thing with C4. Like, I feel like this is almost like <clears throat> restraining order, like on a larger national scale, but like, this is what kills at like a fucking, you know, a fucking Hank Wood and the Hammerhead show. Show.
1: Oh yes. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yes. Or like a fucking Warthog show is more along these lines. Okay.
1: So that's actually than, a good point. Is, So a thing that I've been thinking about, and I, I t- tell me if I'm articulating this correctly or not, uh, if, but, and I'll know if you understand what I mean at all. Uh, <laughs> is there any, is there any winner to the, like, is there any top dog? I should say not winner. Is there any top dog to straightforward hardcore right now? Like, I, mean, I think it would be
0: restraining order. Wait, I mean would like, too,
1: but would like, they,
0: like,
1: would they, would restraining order think that about themselves? Is what I, so like, what I mean by that is, <sighs> is there,
2: it, uh, okay, so. All now, will because we this eventually falls into scene like aesthetic placement and stuff. hundred uh, percent. There's going to be a lot of people who go warthog, right? Warthog yes. is an easy answer for this.
0: Um, but right. if they dress differently, they'd be a hardcore band.
2: A hundred percent. Right, but they and, don't. And, and, and so, so that we and to so some kids, it. they're like, no, they're they're a hardcore punk band. It's like, well, the same, you know, it's a fucking potato fucking I'm sorry to break right. it to everybody, a fucking right. hardcore. Yeah. Band. Um, no, I mean, so there's a same time as sound and fury there's a big fest going on in um in la that's more like that stuff and i think warthog's the headliner um or one of them the impalers is a good answer uh i don't know how active they are Restrainers orders are great answer um they're pretty universal there's a few others that i think you'd put there
1: wait wait, wait hold the on the thing but Bo- Bo- bob here's my question though so j- just so i'm framing it right
2: um yes please
1: i'm not talking about sound like we can talk, okay. we like we all enjoy restraining order, and we can talk about some of the other bands that that might give them a run for their money. I'm talking about is there a a that style of hardcore that can headline that, that can be the that can be the headliner of that scene? Is that a thing? D- d- does that make <sighs> it, more sense?
2: Yes. It's just is there one right now? Maybe not. Not sure you know what i mean it, it's um that, like rival mob yeah like a, rival mob. Yeah, yeah, like a
1: rival mob like rival mob during their time at least for a moment of their time mm-hmm. was that right
2: <clears throat> so like sure 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 there's 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 so many examples of that but it's every few years right like so for a minute it was bands like government warning fucked up was that for a minute you know yep, um yep. uh before that that you, you might even get into something like tear it up was that uh you know um there's all that kind of stuff that's into like. This is fast, hardcore punk, straightforward '80s influence. Bah, bah, bah. Rival Mobs, probably one of the most recent examples that got that, like, did very well. You no, know, so I'm talking about like really, proper room. and, and really bled lines. You know what yeah. I mean? And played to so, so yeah, you get that every few years. Right now, restraining Order is probably the closest thing we have to that. Okay, and they got some big tours coming up, playing to very outside of their their audience. So I'm I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, Love it. So my big argument for verbal abuse because we're we're all saying this is really good, not like you know none of us are like this is this was a revelation, yo. Even when we say that, for some like it's it's like how you get hit by these things, you know. I, we had a, a friend of the show hit us about the Battalion of Saints record. I was like, yeah, that's it for me, you know. So that's why it's worth giving these records a try because verbal abuse might just click with someone like. They oh, could yeah. click on two or three of these songs, and it's like, oh, damn, that's great. Um, but with that said, between Verbal Abuse, Just an American Band, and MDC, Millions of Dead Cops, what are you picking? Tom, start us off.
0: All right. Co- coming in, I was like, uh, it's definitely going to go this way. Mm-hmm. But then after listening to both, I will probably listen to Verbal Abuse more often than mdc so my vote is for verbal abuse oh okay
1: i'm i'm actually going the opposite direction i thought that neither of these are probably going to get too many plays from me but mdc has like i i mean that for me personally and where i'm at in my life the parts of it that i'm saying are alienating to some listeners are totally engaging to me like and i like, like i
0: remember reagan
1: yeah that's what i'm saying like that that, that <laughs> like, when he's when he's the chorus is ronald mcdonald i'm like fuck like it's, it's so beyond the understanding of certain people and it's i'm in it.
2: yeah uh it's mdc for me um it's MDC for me. I think it's a great record. I think these are both very good records. MDC just stuck to me much more this time, and um, maybe clicked with me in a way that it hadn't before in a like repeat listen way. And and I gotta say, this was headphones listen for both these records. I don't know if I've ever headphones listened to MDC before, and mm-hmm. I found I found a lot in it. So.
0: All right. But I, would, but, be, I, mean, I think we, w- we would all recommend, if you haven't heard either of these records, to really check them out.
2: Oh, yeah. You will not oh, be yeah, disappointed.
0: Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. both good records. They're both quite good records.
2: No, 100%. I mean, I think that's... that's uh, By the way, there's few and far between, I think, in this list of 68 records that we are doing that are not worth checking out. So, um Maybe a couple, <laughs> and you'll hear us. But but at the same time, you check it out because you hear us talk about shit that you say sucks every day. So uh, you know whatever. Um, Blast! It's in my blood and Fuse My America. Uh, where uh, overall, two very different sounds. Um, yes, Blast! It's in my blood came out on SST in eighty seven. It's their second LP, and Fuse My America is. It came out on Exclaim in '83, and it's their first LP. Can I? Can I? First LP, but Kill for Christ 12-inch came out the year before, also on Xclaim. So, uh,
1: does this require uh, the, the uh, like um, when the umpires meet? Does this? Uh, I'm going to. Yeah,
0: ask, yeah, yeah. Let's let's have a huddle here. Yeah. We uh, have a bench conference like we're in court.
1: Yes. The the, <laughs> the blast record. I'm not listening to the original recording. I'm listening. You didn't. To the, no, I'm listening to it's the, a, I, I did, but I, uh, okay. the, so this is what I'm going to talk about. Did you
0: listen to the Dave Grohl version?
2: No, I don't think there's a Dave Grohl version, is there? That it? That is the, the, if you're listening to the Southern Lord one, that's the Dave Grohl version. He played drums on it.
1: It is so fucking good. I can't even describe how good it is. Like the original, uh, now I've heard this record a n- number of times. I like it. I fucking love the remaster, remix, whatever the fuck it is. Dave Grohl, I fucking love it. <laughs> it is so goddamn good. It's the best thing that we've listened to by a mile. And I am, I, I was so fulfilled by this. Listen that I, it was the first thing I listened to. And then when I had to listen to the other bands, I kept going back to it. It is fantastic. I did it. And then I did a side-by-side with the original recording. And yeah, I understand why the band a, a record. I did give a fair shot in the past just mm-hmm. did not hit my ears like this. And it, this is probably a very obvious comparison. Uh, but for, I did not hear it very directly prior to this. Listen, even though it's the most direct comparison i think i can think of i love swizz this is doing everything that swizz does and if you love swizz then and you're just for whatever reason california stuff is just not on your you know cuz cal th- this is one of those bands that east coasters just kind of wasn't it <sighs> wasn't baked in like a lot of the stuff like you guys tell me was this in your mm. first 10 records
2: not in my first ten. Not my first ten. But it was to later. me. Yeah.
0: This was written off as Black Flag worship. Yeah,
1: I, I, mm-hmm. Okay, but that's what's crazy to me. It's not, This record to me is not at all like oh. I, I'd always. You're I, missing
0: it then. You're I'd, miss I'd always it. This heard is, that.
2: It's so Black Flag. Listen, it is. It's black well flag. done to, to me. It's so well t- done. It's taking me, it to the next step.
1: This is this is more rock, th- more suc- Let me put it more successfully rock than Black Flag
2: is. At any point in Black Flag's career, I don't. I don't think that's a a no. No disagreement at all. They they took Black Flag and said we love early Black, we love damaged, but we really love what they started doing on My War. Slip it in, loose nut. But we hate the production, and we think we can do more with this, and went chunkier with it, and like that's the story of Blast. Like I have friends, many friends actually in New Jersey. This Blast kind of was a thing. Who got way in and, uh, like, even uh, Take the Manic Ride, like the third LP, like, people were way in because they just were able to more successfully, like, these dudes had rock chops that I think extended beyond what, like, Greg Ginn and his thin production guitar (laughs) were. Um, Because it's just, it's heavy in a way that you want Black Flag material to go but never does it on the studio albums.
1: I understand that. Like, so what Tom just said is what I had always heard, like black flag rip or whatever. I, I think that, you know, I'm not the biggest black flag fan in the world. This is established. Mm -hmm. Bob, what you just said is accurate. Like this is, this ratchets up everything that there is to like in black flag, unless you are into the, very challenging parts of black flag. This is not a challenging record. This is a very fun fucking listen. There's weird stuff happening, but it's a very fucking fun. Listen, I, I was like, mind blown at how this alternative mix or whatever the fuck this is could bring out the songs in a way that I was so jazzed on. And I really urge our listeners to do at least a side by side on, you know, the first two songs, whatever. Uh, like and see no, if you uh, have the same it,
2: experience it, I do. I I listened to the original version because it's the one I knew and and wanted to give the original a spin. The redone version is amped up and it just sounds better. I think for many reasons. One being that Dave Grohl is a pretty awesome drummer. Um,
1: I, it, does he actually play on it? I know he mixed. So I'm yeah. seeing that he mixed it. Did he actually play on it?
0: Yeah, he redid the drums.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, a, a record that meant a lot to him. Um, you know, this record... So Power of Expression is very good. Also got reissued um, as the expression of power. You might want to check that out, Patrick. Um, but this one, I think they kind of honed in the sound totally. I think it's oh, it's... It's heavy... And hard without mosh parts. Like, there's not a mosh part to be found on this record, I think, really. Um, It takes the SST sound that you know from Black Flag, some Minutemen stuff, like the scaling. They just do it and go, oh, we're going to apply this with a rock sensibility and a heavier rock. Like, if you told me these guys really knew, like, heavy rock of the 70s i'd go yeah that makes sense because they're doing something that does like they almost dirge at parts and they just know how to do it um your comparison in swizz is really interesting too because swizz does some similar things in a different way where you hit the heavy hard gnarly but without any sense of like a mosh part to be found. You know what I mean? And song structure wise, they're both doing something that's closer to one another than you would put to some of the other stuff peer wise. Um, It's in my blood is an awesome record that as I mentioned, like in New Jersey, because there was a lot of black flag love blast just made sense and became like a secondary thing. Um, but it didn't, It wasn't everywhere, and I think this band might have gotten lost in the sands of time, despite the fact that, like, yo, they were great. There was a time where they were, like, there's, there's elements of skate rock in their sound, even though I would not call it skate rock, because it's too hard. It's too rockin' and too crunchy. In the sound so um yeah I, I this record i think the song something beyond is a highlight i think looking to myself is a highlight i really like the, the first song only time will tell um this is a fantastic record
0: tom yeah you know it was it was something that was like written off in my age range and in new york as yeah. like a bad like a just you know a, a black flag tribute record not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think that like it's to me they're more named for like they're more known for their name, and like the way yeah. they spell it, the BL apostrophe AST, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, which is cool, you know, like yeah, um, very, then very the proto
1: SEO, by the way.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can actually search them and find it, and not get <laughs> an FBI agent at your fucking front door. Um, I think uh, no. I mean, it's a it's a great like greatest hits uh, Black Flag greatest hits it's it's th- th- like the first like whatever the first 6 years of Black Flag played by maybe yeah, a better yeah. musician
2: yo you know what Ooh, wow that's it it's just different like in the studio the production choices on so here's here's the big rub production choices on Black Flag post damaged are almost never what anyone wanted my war acceptable slip it in Okay, but they're really starting to lose the plot with the guitar sound. It's single, it sounds like it's one guitar. We talk about right, it, we it talk about thinner. yeah, it's just thin, even though the sound is going heavier. It's like yo, know, you're decided you're slowing it down, you're getting heavier, you're doing more stuff, but you've decided to do something wacky with the guitar sound. If you want to hear those songs. In the best possible way, listen to Live 84, listen to who's got the 10 and a half, because you hear it in the live setting. The guitar sound is so much heavier that you're actually like, oh my God, okay, this must be what people find and like. And you hear all those mid and late era songs in such a different way. By the way, even if you're like, ah, eh, live records, uh, eh, yo, they're well recorded and well mastered and mixed. Like they're they sound great. But you hear these songs in such a different way that like, I rarely go back to studio versions. I love Loose Nut. I listen to Who's Got the Ten and a Half 10 times before I listen to Loose Nut on studio recording. I can't tell you the last time I put on Slip It In. Blast is almost like, uh, you know, uh, multiverse is a big thing right now, variant timelines and all that. Huh. Blast is a version of, okay, let's split the timeline at Damaged. This is a direction that I think Black Flag could have gone where it's like, hey, we're going to take the Damage Sound and still stick with it, but we're going to get heavier in the same way that Black flag got heavy, but just with better production, a little more adherence to like, hey, we like punk music and like some faster parts, whereas with the later Black Flag materials, it really steps it down a notch, and they're, they're doing some weird stuff. So Could Blast have existed without Black Flag? No chance. Definitely informs their sound almost wholly. But I would love to, and I'm sure there's some material out there, have someone say, look, you guys clearly love Black Flag and no one would deny that, but what did they do wrong that you guys wanted to do differently? And I think that's where you get this sound and why I think it's such a fun and interesting listen. And Tom, you're totally right. This band was not just... One, they would cop to being heavily black flag influenced, but they were kind of like decried as a black flag rip.
1: I think I think it's totally it,
0: unfair.
2: I, I it's unfair. It's it's not untrue, but it's unfair, right? Is that is that yeah, a fair to way to write them off it?
0: because of it? Is unfair?
2: Well, so, because it's exactly. It's not a lie, but it's also like yeah. But there's so much more meat on this bone than just saying oh, black flag ripoff. There are I, black flag ripoffs that you can write off. This is not one. I. So, so there's
1: a, a current band that uh, I'm sure that you two fellas probably like the record and would probably like to talk about it. And I'm going to duck it when it comes time to talk about it because it's too close to something that I like to the point that I can't find myself enjoying it. And I'm the most victimized by that. I, like if something's too close to something I like, for some reason, I don't like it. It's just that it's a weird, bad habit that I got. Uh and this doesn't apply here because I'm not a crazy Black Flag fan, but I really, I really think that anybody that has dismissed this record as that is not considering just how rock this record is. I, I I it's just completely to me, Black Flag, as you pointed out, a lot of decisions are made to stick their finger in the eye of the listener, not to make them enjoy it. That's
2: right. That's right.
1: This, this is if you took all of the pleasurable elements of Black Flag and put them into a very concentrated uh, uh, mix. I I think it's – there's songs on here that are weird, but they're never so weird that you don't feel like you're going to get a truly fucking driving, ripping, awesome bass part at any moment. And I don't get that out of Black Flag.
2: For both of you, on this listen – and it could be the new version too – will will this inspire you to check out the other blast records? Yes.
1: Uh yes, except this falls later and I This is the mid record, yeah. So I'm confident that, and I could be wrong, it'd be but it be it would fall it would be counter to every fucking hardcore band that ever existed if the earlier material was more rockin than this material. <laughs>
2: like I no, it's not not more rockin. The re- next record is more rockin
1: well, take the it's still good. This we listened to this for did we do hardcore 89? Because maybe th- this I believe we've listened to relatively recently. Uh and I remember liking. But uh, I I'm sorry, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna gush one more time. Whatever Southern Lord did, whatever Dave, whatever chicanery Dave Grohl.
2: evil fucking wizard did it it, it's fucking it's awesome it's now here's my final final blast question for both of you and I guess more Patrick because he went with the 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 reissue which if people aren't aware came out 2013 on Southern Lord it's called blood with an exclamation point it's on streaming you can hear you can do the side by side very easily would you recommend that to a young listener in 2022 does it still feel vital and fresh and interesting uh, uh, the, the reissue version.
1: I, it's. I would recommend it before I'd recommend the original.
2: Yeah. A, yeah. yeah just younger, in general. You think you think a young listener can hear this and go, oh my God, this is, you 100%. know, in the same way as we're talking about. Yeah.
1: 100%. <laughs> I, I think that the original, again, I've listened to the original at least twice in my life and said, huh. Oh. I didn't say, uh, this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said, holy fucking shit, that's a fucking great bass part. And holy shit, that was a clever vocal part. And holy shit, that guitar riff. Like, I never did that on the original. On the original, it literally washed over me. You know what I mean? Mm. So, And I'm putting that down to production because these songs are fucking good. So there's got to be some type of difference. And uh, I think that to a young person, uh, whether this is good or bad, There's a cleanliness to this that I think makes a lot of sense to younger ears.
2: On the other side, we have F.U.'s My America. 83, X-Claim Records. Um, If you're at all familiar with early 80s Boston, this is squarely in that wheelhouse. Do you agree?
0: 100%, but not given nearly a credit. No,
2: no, you're totally
0: right. As an outsider, as someone who didn't listen to this often, mm-hmm. this is just as good as SSD or DYS.
1: Oh, I'd say it's, yeah, it's kind of
0: better than. <laughs> you know, it, it might be better. I don't want to say that it, Alberell still exists.
1: It, it, listen, I, this is no knock, but in some respects, it's better. My only thing is like, I it 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 goes snotty, and I would take kind of the the hard like like the, like the yeah b- you have to wait you have to hard. get
2: into it you have to wait through the record to get to that snotty but you're right it does which is really interesting
1: yeah it's like they kind of get like i don't want to say goof punk but they get like a little a little gangrene or something a little
2: you know what i mean like they get they get a little uh well they get mid air like so so gangrene's another great example the earliest gangrene material is all so fucking good but then they get silly yeah um boston i think every one of these boston bands <clears throat> has that moment whether whether it's ssd doing a christmas song whether it's dys doing the lady of the lake like they they get silly with their shit but <clears throat> but um yo, this record starts out just on a burner um especially listening to it, kind of listen to it comparison with Blast, I want to say there's a manic energy and speed to this that when I compare 80s hardcore and hardcore of the last 10, even 15 years, 80s hardcore doesn't have that level of complete manic. Like, it has the speed, but it's done in more um, kind of like, concentrated places as opposed to more recent fast hardcore where it's like the speed feels like it's trying to go 90 miles per hour on the edge of a cliff. And I catch some of that on this record. And I think that's one thing where I was like, Oh, you know what? Of the early eighties records and even eighties hardcore in general records that we've talked about, maybe giving them, maybe giving a trash talk fan or you know somebody who likes the youth attack stuff of the last few years like the really pulsating like fast 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 stuff giving them this FU's record it's different but it's not going to feel a billion miles away and especially early on it's going to be able to pull them in a little bit
1: so I I think that this, this Boston and say like Jerry's kids or whatever Like that sort of shit is way faster than people think. And what I think is that the majority of Boston influenced bands that we hear now are much, much closer to uh, uh, Tom, what is that word that I don't say correctly when, when it's uh, it begins with an O and it's somebody's complete work.
0: Um, Oh, Au revoir. Uh, uh, au revoir. I think that Hoover. U- 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 I think that I
1: think the material that we say is Boston influenced that is currently playing is in chokes. uh Ouvrois. U- 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and it's not Jerry's Kids, and it's not the Fu's. You know what I mean? Well, like, and
2: I will. I'll go even further and say it is more between Last writes and Slapshot than it is Negative Effects. Yeah. Because Negative that. Effects has moments where it's this fast. But then it slows down. FUs, Jerry's Kids, even a lot of the SSD material, um, SSD is best when it's fast. DYS is best when it's... Mm, DYS stomps pretty well. SSD is best when it's fast and then uses that speed to go to these hard stops and tempo changes. Like when SSD is blazing and then stops the drama in spring is voice. And then into that stop energy is so good. This just blasts. And I think vocals are really good. Um, for, for my taste, I think what you pay for probably best song in here. I actually really like choir boy um, poor, poor pitiful you is a good song. This is a really, really good Boston hardcore record lost in the shovel talk Tom you're totally right like when people talk about early 80s Boston they say
0: yeah, say the SSD DYS last mm-hmm. rights yep D- yeah and then, um, it gets, uh, and
2: then then the other stuff you know
0: and right because I think this gets this gets thrown in more with the Jerry's kids and the fucking and the freeze and fucking gangrene yeah and, more, and I, I'm I, here I to, were was that all on that comp together? Is that why I'm thinking of uh, like,
2: This is Boston Not LA? Is Boston, yeah, Boston, yeah, probably. I think all those bands are on there. Um the like why wouldn't Boston, this this fits LA? in
0: more with the hardcore bands than gangrene to me? But. oh oh yeah, well so
2: so I gotta tell everybody we, we need to listen to we need to listen to the good gangrene material because I I am a there's a gangrene I love, like Capital L Love. And then there's you, you, a gangrene. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with. Known you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but but it's one of those bands where it's like, yo, I love this material, which may be as few as like eight to ten songs, and then anything else, count me out. I'm not even in the building with it. Um, but yes, Kill for Christ, My America, Jerry's Kids, Is This My World? Like, like yo, those records are as vital and I'm not going to say better, bah, bah, bah. They're, they're as good or in the same ballpark as SSD Get It Away, as DYS Brotherhood, as as the kids will have, I, I'll take this record over, the kids will have their say every day of the week. No question. I'll take Is This My World over, uh, the kids will have their say. I'll take Negative Effects over, the kids will have their say. I'll take Kill for Christ over, uh, the kids will have their say. Um, get It Away is a different story. I take that over those. But... This record is super, super good. It's blasting fast. The big thing, and I was actually thinking about this, is that this is 83. Around this time, even a little later, you start to get that Western Mass stuff, the deep wound, Western and Central, deep wound, siege, etc. The difference between early Boston hardcore and then that stuff is early Boston hardcore? Every one of these bands is not afraid. To, Jerry's Kids is probably the least. None of these bands are afraid to let you know that they love 70s guitar rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with Blast, I'm talking about like heavier stuff and I'm talking about like, you know, like Sabbath and riffing, etc. These dudes are the like, yo, we kind of love ACDC and the Boston solo, you know, self titled record rocks. And yeah, yeah, early Aerosmith kicks it, man. What am I? I'm not going to deny. So. You catch that on this record, too. Um, oh, yeah. Low Key. Second to last song in this record. Rifle. Great song. This is a really good record. Um, and I forgot. I haven't listened to the FUs in a long time. I, lo- I love this record. Um, I probably don't love it as much as I love the Jerry's Kids record, but this record is fucking great. Okay. But there can only be one.
0: And Blast
2: that's um, In My Blood or FU's My America. Patrick, start us off.
1: I mean, you heard me fucking do my thing. It's obviously yeah, really. blessed. I, 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 one last time. It's fucking so good.
2: I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm not surprised, but happy to hear your appreciation for it. Tom, where are you at on this one? I think you might be in a different place.
0: I am in a different place. I'm going to the FU. Sometimes you just like, you know, just like straight ahead, regular old hardcore punk. And I think they do that quite, quite, quite well.
2: Tom, you're low key. If it wasn't for you know what, if it wasn't for the '86 Red Sox, which we like, because the Mets obviously, guy. you you like Boston stuff. You, you I like I, Boston. I always, I, yeah, I know, and and I appreciate that. I'm always happy to hear that. Um, for me, it's going to be blast. I think this record's these are this one was really tough for me, and I actually was impressed with how different these two records are. Um, it took me multiple listens. My first listen, it was like a lull. I listened to Blast, and then I listened to FU's and Fuse just picked me up with some energy. I was like, all right, cool. But on on subsequent listens, I was just grooving in on the Blast record. So it's in my blood. But guys, guess what? It doesn't really matter what we think. It matters what everybody who's listening thinks. Please go ahead and vote on this. Uh, Likely the vote will be up on our Twitter and Instagram pages the week after release. Um, Enjoy, vote, and most importantly, go listen to some great hardcore records.
1: Do that.